Hey guys, welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Milligan, and this week we are going to talk about why you're using the wrong gear for your outdoor videos. That's right, I said it. You all are using the wrong gear for your outdoor videos, and we're going to tell you why. This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Thanks guys for tuning into the podcast. It's been a while and I know that and I'm ashamed of that, but I have been so incredibly busy. I've been doing a lot of ranch marketing videos and uh, photography this year. I also have been doing a lot of work for a vet ophthalmologist. I'm surprised I said that right, but I've been there enough that I can finally say that correctly up in the Dallas area, and I've been working on getting ready for this new giant project I'm doing for a university down in Louisiana. So needless to say, I have been so busy that it's been hard to find time to do a podcast. But I'm excited to get back on it. And I'll tell you, the Filming with Josh page, if you haven't joined the Filming with Josh group yet, you really should. We've grown a lot. The Filming with Josh group is a Facebook group. We've uh, grown by another 50 or so members in the last month. And it's just a great group of people um, chatting about video and photography and editing. And we just it's just been great. The conversations have been good. Um, I just highly suggest you you join it. It's just a, it's a great it's a great community to be a part of. And many of you in that group are probably listening to this podcast today and have probably heard uh, on my podcast in the past my friend Dave who's joined with me right now. Dave say hello. Hello. Dave is joining in today to to help me chat through a conversation that we've been having, I don't know, it seems like over and over again. Pretty much, <laughs> and pretty, uh, much, pretty much, pretty much, and and this conversation is about basically people using the wrong gear for the job when it comes to outdoor video. And Dave and I have been talking back and forth about why that is, and and why we've even used the wrong gear in the past, and it just talking about why is it that everyone seems to be using the wrong tool for the job, or at least a lot of people that we know and or talk with. And so we decided we'd come together and have a have a podcast about this so we could actually record our conversation. Um, so without further ado, let's let's get in and talk about this, Dave. So why don't you real fast, Dave is going to tell us a little bit about uh, Rooted Outdoors in case you've missed some of the podcasts in the bat past. And so go ahead and talk about that, Dave, and then from there, kind of go in a little bit about your journey in video production. Perfect. Yep. So I started Rooted Outdoors with a buddy of mine, Corey, who uh, is from Texas and has become pretty good friends with Josh. He's also been on the podcast. And essentially, we started it because we wanted to find a platform to start filming our hunts, but also use our passion for the outdoors to um, share the gospel with people. Because that's the, you know, our faith is the most important thing in our lives. So we've been doing that for, you know, a couple years now. We also have a podcast of our own. We do some stuff, put some videos out on YouTube. Uh, We also do some speaking engagements at different churches where we go and speak on a hunting topic and then share a gospel message. So we're just trying to kind of, you know, still figure some things out, but the at the core of what we do is filming our hunts and trying to, you know, put out put out videos with that. Um, so I will talk about my 
kind of my filming journey where it started, where it's at today. And I think a lot of where it's at today is why we are having this conversation, honestly, because I mm -hmm. had, you know, have had some chats with you about maybe what I should be doing with some of my gear and where I should be at. And um, so we'll kind of get there and get into that a little bit later. But why don't I just talk about where I started and kind of talk about my journey. So when I first started filming my hunts, um, probably like a lot of people, I know like you, Josh, Heartland Bowhunter was who I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Like that's just, I saw them. Their stuff was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. Like they were putting a story together. It was very cinematic. It was just shot beautifully. Everything was shot beautifully. And that's what I wanted to be. And like, I'm sure like a lot of people. So oh, I- 100% same here. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are awesome and they still yeah. are awesome. Um, and so I went out and I got a, a DSLR camera and kind of like an all-in-one lens. And I started shooting on that. Um, and I think I shot on that for like a season. That went okay. Um, obviously, there was some. Um, it was a little bit difficult with that, with trying to trying to focus things. And the focus wasn't great on the camera. The autofocus wasn't great at the at that time on that specific camera, and it was just a battle at times. But I still enjoyed filming filming my hunts. Um, started talking to some some other people about some of the equipment they were using, and so I got turned on to like a video camera, like a small camcorder. It was the the Sony AX100, which is still a great little camera. And so that's what Corey and I were kind of using back and forth. And I used that for probably two or three seasons or so. And we started doing some more vlogging stuff. And man, that camera was so fun to film with. It was so easy. It had a screen that flipped out, turned around the built-in NDs. Just a really beautiful picture. I was actually surprised about how good the picture was. Um, definitely had some drawbacks, but when I was out like self-filming, I had a, a, a remote, like a Verizoom remote on my fluid head that I could use. And it just made things very simple. And it just made a ton of sense to, to be using that camera. And then uh, where did I go from there? I think from there, I went to, I just totally changed and went back to like a DSLR style and went to Panasonic. I got a GH5. What made you do that? Um, why, why did you do that? I think <clears throat> I wanted to get more of that like cinematic look back. And the I like the <coughs> idea of having like different lenses and just like you can get, a, get more dynamic shots with a like, kind of like a DSLR style camera. It also shot in like 180 frames per second, I think, which I was just like, you know, at that time, like not knowing as much as I know. I just like was like, oh, 180, like I'll shoot everything in that and it'll look awesome. And we'll get into that probably later. Um, but I just about wanted the, to kind of make- You're talking about the GH5? Yeah. 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 Um, and I still had a lot of like, I still had my Canon DSLR. So I had a lot of Canon glass that I just adapted to it. Um, wasn't a huge fan of adapting. And I still had the Sony AX100, but the GH5 um, is, a pretty bad camera and bad by bad I mean really good like it's an awesome camera it shoots really well like a lot of good features just a really good camera I really like that camera I didn't like adapting but I did like the camera um, I still had the X100 at the time I was pairing kind of those two together uh, sold the X100 to Corey and then I ended up getting like a video camera like a big video camera um, the DVX 
was it 200 i think 2000 i don't remember 200 yeah, it's the panasonic it's made by panasonic yeah um and it was huge and it was like for for what i was doing it was a little bit too big yeah, i think it weighs like I, six six and a half pounds something like that it's big yeah. and it's like it's big it's like <laughs> real i mean people can't Long. see my hands right now yeah. but if you you know it's very very large probably four times the size of like the x100 like really big <laughs> but it was really fun to shoot with and really easy to shoot with like so it had three rings on it um one for focus one for zoom and one for iris which was unique i had never used anything with that that was really cool um it had like the xlr audio inputs which was great um and it cut really well with the gh5 like the, yeah. the combination of those two i thought if i was if i was filming hunts for somebody else it would have been like dynamite combination. yeah you know a dynamite. lot of people don't know this but the panasonic dvx 200 is the only camera only video camera on the market with the built-in lens that actually has a micro four thirds lens uh sensor size which is pretty big um it's huge for video cameras so that's why i mean i mean dude that thing cuts really well with gh cameras yeah yeah it was great it was great and i think another reason that i went to the gh5 originally was to get a little bit better in low light um it wasn't it wasn't like a ton ton better but it was a little bit better um so i had those two cameras for a while and then I started hearing a lot of people um, using like Sony mirrorless and especially in the outdoor hunting just for like the low light capabilities. And I knew I needed to get rid of the DVX because it was just way too big. I was sick of adapting on the GH5. So I kind of went back and forth. Do I, you know, do I get like a Canon? Do I get Sony? It seemed like at the time when I was making the switch, Sony was just like, way ahead of of all the other ones um in the in the you know mirrorless space the a7 III had just come out and that price point when it first came out was just it was a, it's just a great price for for what it can do and so i decided to switch to that um i actually ended up selling both of those i got two a7 III's and i switched to all sony glass i sold all my candy glass and just went native everything and that was also really really good that's and then i ended up selling an a7 III to get an r3 to do more photography so i have an a7 III and an r3 that's what i have now and um those cameras are awesome they really are awesome like their low light capability the image quality is great the so i love the sony glass um but and we'll get into this after you know i kind of pass it back to you but for what i'm doing you know we do a lot of like vlogging and kind of documenting our hunts I still love to do like some some filmic stuff here and there, but but you know, looking back over the past year, ninety percent of the stuff I've been doing has just been like documenting my hunt, self filmed. And if you've self filmed before with like a mirrorless or DSLR style camera, it's not easy. It can be very difficult, um, and like doesn't have the right audio. You have to put filters on the front. You know, you can't control it with a remote. Uh, under most circumstances you can't and it's just really difficult so where i'm at with my journey right now is probably gonna get rid of one of my mirrorless cameras switch back to a video camera and have a combination of a mirrorless camera and a video camera and i think that's going to be a really good combination for for what i specifically do 
And I kind of had to just get over this idea that I needed to shoot with mirrorless because that's what a lot of other people were doing. Um, so we'll get into that later, but I want to kind of pass it back to you because while your journey through, you know, the gear that you use has, has been different, it, it has also been very similar in a lot of ways where you kind of had to discover too what you wanted to do and the gear that matched that. So why don't you kind of do a similar exercise and then we can talk about at the end uh, some of the lessons that we learned along learned during you know during our journeys to to get to where we're at today because I think that it's things that people you know really do need to hear. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I will say we don't have enough time on this podcast for me to list every camera I've owned. Yeah, you've done that to me before, so don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I can do that, but you can't. I can't. It'd be a while. Um, but. Yeah, I started out kind of similar. I had a, my first camera was actually an Olympus little point and shoot. Um, and then I got like a Sony point and shoot. And I started shooting photography and video with that. And then I moved from that to um, a little Sony Handycam. And that's when I really started getting into um, self filming and vlogging. I was uh, working for Parks and Wildlife at the time. And I was going out and just kind of filming the stuff we were doing. Um, getting hands-on wildlife, the animals I'd see. And I just love the principle or the idea of always having this little, small, compact video camera with me everywhere I went. And it took pictures, too. Not, like, great pictures, but it, it took pictures. had a little photo button. So I just carry that little compact little Sony Handycam with me everywhere I went. And if I saw alligators, I'd take pictures. If I had a cool sunset, mm -hmm. I'd shoot video of it. You know, it was just awesome. Um, and I loved it. And that's kind of a little bit more what you like to do, like that more vlog style, just shoot stuff as you see it type of thing. And, and that's what I was doing. And I really enjoyed it. And that's kind of where I fell in love with video. Um, it was simple, you know, it was simple and it was fun. And when I started getting more serious into video and, and wanted to start making money at it, that's when I started getting uh, more serious equipment. I stepped up to uh, like an AX2000, Sony AX2000. Um, we actually got a pair of them for a while, and those are great video cameras. They're much bigger than a Sony Handycam, but smaller than that DVX200 you had. Um, big enough where they were definitely professional, but small enough where you could still pack them in like a Badlands camera pack and, and self-film, and that's what I used to do. I used to take that camera with me out to, to film my hunts. I remember, I think it was twenty the 20... 13 deer season I filmed my entire deer season uh, with that camera every time every day I went out I carried my muddy tree arm and that video mm -hmm. camera and I self-filmed the whole thing using a link remote I always had a GoPro like I think I had it was like a hero 2 back in the day um, I used to always try to get myself in like the the deer in the frame with the GoPro and and then use the video camera to film the, the tighter shots. And it worked really well. Always had like a lav mic and a shotgun mic. And like you said earlier with your um, Sony camera that you had, you know, it had the ND filters and it had audio and things like that. And it just really made things easy. Um, but then as I started to, to get to a point where I was starting to do commercial work and short films and things like that, I realized that the, uh, the video camera probably wasn't the right tool for me um, anymore to get the look I wanted, which was the Heartland Bowhunter look you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, if they can do it, I can do it too. So I sold that uh, video camera and used the money to buy uh, my first uh, 
full frame camera and I ended up getting an APS-C camera as well, a crop body. So I had a full frame camera and a crop body and I bought some lenses for it and I've never owned a video camera since. Um, that mm. was seven, eight years ago, something like that. A while, I guess, seven years ago. And, uh, and you know, I love, I love working with interchangeable lens cameras. I've had every interchangeable Sony lens Sony camera just about that they've made for the most part. Uh, I've even had some Canons and stuff, and I've had a, a GH4 and a Blackmagic and a variety of other stuff. Um, most people that follow me know I work with an FS7 and, and some Sony mirrorless cameras today. Um, but my journey was kind of similar in a sense that I started out kind of how you did and, and moved into the video camera and then moved from the video camera to the DSLR mirrorless style camera. Um, but kind of where our journey differed it, or is you starting to come back full circle back towards realizing that maybe um, all mirrorless or all interchangeable lens cameras isn't necessarily a right fit for you. And I've kind of gone the opposite route where um, I don't see myself owning a video camera again for, for most of what I do because of the route I've gone. And that's kind of what has created this conversation is that you and I have learned over the years that um, and really we've dialogued about this over the last couple months, is that you, you really have to figure out kind of what your goals are and what you want to do um, in video in order to know what the right gear for you is rather than just to buy gear that um, gives you the Heartland Bowhunter look or buy gear that everyone tells you to get because it's what everybody else uses. And that kind of leads you to where you, you really have to kind of be to be honest with yourself. And that's that's something that you've been really talking a lot about, right? Yeah, for sure. I think for me, like I think a lot of people might might know that, hey, this this is this piece of equipment would be better for me, but they're not completely honest with their self and they just say, like, oh well, well I'm not gonna use that because and they just make whatever excuse it might be. And I've been there, you know, when I for the longest time, like I had this idea, I'm going to create these huge outdoor films and I'm going to shoot all cinematic stuff. And I would love to do that. I really would. But it also takes, Josh, as you know, like a lot of time and effort and commitment to do that. Yeah. And I just don't really have that right now. And that's that's okay. Like I, I've come to accept that I don't have like days upon days and upon, uh, of time to put into creating this, uh, like a film, like a full-fledged film. Could I Could I do that? I probably could. I feel like I could. I feel like I have the skills to do that if I really put in the time. But I just don't have the time. Like, I'm just looking to kind of document what I'm doing. And I think I had to just kind of come to that realization that that's what I'm looking to do. And I also really enjoy that too. And not say, okay, well, I'm going to create these big films and then I'm, but I'm not actually going to do it, but all my gears for creating these big films, you know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make a ton of, a ton of sense because the gear that you would use if you're just creating films kind of like you versus the gear that you would be using for like just vlogging and documenting your hunts is radically different. It's radically different. And by using the gear, um, you know, for that, that I shouldn't be using, I'm actually hurting my content and I'm hurting 
even the vlog stuff that I'm doing, like I'm not picking up my camera as much as I should. I'm not using the, the right audio stuff because it takes a couple extra steps to put on a camera. I have to put like an adapter on and do a bunch of other things and I'm not doing that. And the reality is I'm not doing that because I'm not using the right gear. And I just needed to kind of come to grips with that, be honest with myself. Um, and it's taken a while to get there, but I feel like I'm finally there and I'm finally okay with saying, you know what, like, yeah, I love these cameras. I love these mirrorless cameras. I'll probably have some sort of mirrorless camera for the rest of my life because they're awesome unless something crazy comes out next. But that shouldn't really be my main tool for what I'm doing. And I'm just, I'm okay with that now. Yeah, I think that's, and that's such a, and that's what we talked about. That's such an important um, step. Like as you, almost like as you're mature in your understanding and your um, perspective of video, because I think a lot of us, we we jump into it saying we want to be the next Donnie Vincent or we want to be the next Michael Hunsucker, you know, and we, we want to create these really awesome, really great projects. But in reality, for a lot of people, maybe when all they're really wanting to do is just film them, film their hunts for fun or film their buddies or maybe um, go out and vlog when they're out finding sheds and put some clips up you know um our friend Corey. whenever me and him were out at uh out at this public land place the other day just scouting for turkey you know he was just vlogging just shooting for fun and i happened to catch a piglet and it was a lot of fun and we got it on camera and threw it online and there was, was awesome it was yeah it was it was crazy you know it was a wild piglet I and mean, we threw it online and and uh and it was a lot of fun. We didn't do, like, Corey didn't do, like, hardly any post-production on it. He just kind of cut it up and tossed it online. And that's that's what he wants to do. And that's kind of what you want to do. And you have to figure out what it is you truly want to do in order to get the right equipment for it. Otherwise, otherwise you might be you might be hurting yourself by getting to the point where you just don't want to pick up your camera because it's too much work. For instance... Um, you probably saw on the filming with Josh Page yesterday, I shared that photo that you thought I was directly talking <laughs> to you about of the girl vlogging herself with a red. You know, it's a, it's a great photo and I had to share it when I, when I came across it. Um, but imagine if, imagine if Corey, for instance, had dropped that kind of money on a red that not even just from a financial standpoint, but from the totally different, I mean, it's a camera that doesn't have indies it doesn't have proper audio inputs it doesn't have autofocus doesn't have any of those things imagine if he was trying to vlog with that thing and the v-lock batteries that go with it and everything else when we were out catching that pig the other day he would have hated it and he probably just wouldn't have brought it right right yeah i can't tell you how many times like i've been on hunts where even with like a mirrorless camera like it's just it's just a little bit the ease of use is just not quite there of what a video camera is. And I just did, you know, haven't brought it to in certain situations. I just haven't brought it because I knew that it was going to be more of a pain. And I wasn't going to get what I was looking for and it was going to be a waste. Now, I'm not saying that if you want to vlog, you need to use a video camera. That's not what I'm saying. Because if you want to create like really cinematic hunting films and you want to do that self-filming, and you're committed to doing that and you're probably willing to sacrifice some other things and you want to take a mirrorless camera with you in the woods or two of them or whatever it might be and you want to go for that 
that's amazing and you should do that. Mm-hmm. I know for me, like I might think that I'm going to do that. And maybe like the first week of the season, I might be crazy enough to do that. Like I've taken two mirrorless cameras in the tree like a couple times before. That's like kind of like like rigged one up facing at me and one to film. Like that's that's a little too much. That's a little wild. But like it just wasn't enjoyable and it wasn't sustainable and it wasn't for me. But if someone wants to do that and they love doing that and they're committed to doing that, they're going to get some amazing stuff and they should go all in on doing that if they can. So I just wanted to be clear too that we're, we're not doing this podcast to say, hey, if you vlog, use this. If you do this, do this. Like, no, that's not the case at all. But what you do need to do is you do need to be honest with yourself, what you're willing to do, what you're willing to sacrifice, and what ultimately your goals are, and then back into the gear that you should be using. Dude, one, 100%. And th- I mean, the same thing could be said for hunting in general, right? Like, even as a hunter, you kind of want to know where, you know, where you are as a hunter, be honest with yourself, like, how far are you willing to hike in to drag a deer out? Uh, what what size of deer or what age of deer are you willing to wait or hold out for? It's all about figuring out kind of where you are and just being honest with yourself. And then once you get to that point, you could be really happy because you know you're trying to accomplish a specific goal and you're working toward that goal. And the same thing goes with video, just knowing like how far are you willing to go? What types of videos are you wanting to make? And just be honest with yourself. If you're wanting to make short films and you want to do a couple, one or two a year and you want to go all in, then maybe having uh, mirrorless cameras or cameras like that or an FS5 or something, if you're willing to sell film like that because you want to put the time and effort in to make one or two really great projects a year, go for it. Those are the right tools for you. But if you just want to go out and film your hunt and have fun, don't get the wrong tool for the job, something that's going to weigh you down, that's going to make you look like that girl vlogging herself with a red. You're going to want to leave the camera at home because, guys, I've seen so many people that have put their cameras up for sale on these different outdoor video classifieds page and they post on there that they're done filming. And why do you think that is? Yeah, they just had the wrong the wrong tool because it was inconvenient in so many ways, um, you know. And it's it happens. And I and I think what and I'll let you weigh on weigh in on this too. I, I think what people really need to do is when they're they're looking at a camera first, they need to define what they're looking to do with it and be honest. Like we 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 keep saying that we keep saying be honest, but. It's taken me probably five or six years to be honest with myself. So it's hard to do. Um, that's one of the reasons that we want to do this podcast, because we want people to be honest with themselves, what they're actually willing to do, what they want to do. I, in my head, I would love to make big films, but I'm just not going to do that. And I love vlogging, and that's what I'm going to do. So I need to get to t- the tools for that. So that's the first step. And then when you're starting to look at cameras, you know, once you determine what you want to do, now you need to start looking at things and prioritizing because you're not going to get a camera that's going to do every single thing for you. There's no such thing. And I'll thing. let you speak. I, there's no such thing. So you're going to have to prioritize whether it's like image quality or whether it's, you know, uh, internal ND or the right audio inputs or what low light, you know, for hunting, whatever it might be. You have to start to prioritize those. You know, ease of use is a big one. And then you have to get the camera that hits on your top priorities because you're not going to hit on them all. You know, I can speak for me right now, like the mirrorless cameras are really good in low light and they the image quality is awesome. 
but ease of use is just a little bit harder. They don't have proper audio inputs. They have they don't have built-in ND. And when you're filming outside, running gun, self-filming, you can't use a remote on a mirrorless either. Like those things are really really important for me. Like that's what's going to can. Make me you just have to camera. have you just you have can. to have a certain lens and all that stuff. Right. And then most of those lenses right. have a lot of compromises. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And having a video camera kind of has all of that built in. Um, and so for me, that's just what, that's, what's going to make sense for me. That's going to make it a lot easier for me. That's at the top of my list. Like I want whatever is easy so that I am encouraged to go and pick up my camera and film and not say, you know what? Like, I don't feel like at this time or I'm not going to film anything till like I'm in the tree. Like I need to be able to pick up my camera and do things with it. Cause that's the type of content I'm creating. Yeah. Cause honestly, I mean, you'd be better off using your phone if it means you're actually going to use it, then you would right. having having a mirrorless camera if you're not going to want to pull it out of the bag. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't, if you, you can have the nicest camera in the world, but if it's a pain to use and you're just not going to use it in certain situations, what's the point of it? Like get something that you're going to use and get the content that you want. Unless you're okay with, you know what, I'm not going to film i'm okay just not filming certain things if that's where you're at then just go for that you know what i mean like that's fine you know you have to know exactly what you want to do so to help make this even clearer for people listening to this podcast i'm going to describe okay i'm going to describe the most common thing that i get other than like maybe how to price your work help me price this project that's a common thing i get but one of the most common situations that i see People message me up. Hey man, I'm starting to film my hunts. I want to get a Sony because I see that everyone's using Sony. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at getting uh, an A7 III or an A6500, something like that. And then they say, what's an all-in-one lens I can get to, to film my hunts and also be great in low light and give me that great shallow depth of field and what kind of mic do I need? And I always laugh when I get those messages. And it's not their fault because most people don't, they just don't know because they only see what they see and they see people using cameras like that. And so they figure that's what they need to get. And they want to have that Heartland Bowhunter look or that newer look that we have in the, the, I don't even know if I used to call it newer, but man, I've been in the video world for a while. So I guess it's not newer anymore. That's crazy. God, I feel old. (laughs) But that, that look, people want to have that full frame or large sensor look because they like it. And they see that people use these Sony cameras or Canon cameras Mm -hmm. to get it. And, but at the same time, they want something good in low light. They want an all-in-one lens. They want this, that, and the other. And the, the truth is, and it's not their fault that they don't know this, but the truth is there is no such thing. There is no such thing as a camera that has a true all-in-one lens that's great in low light, that can do everything you want it to do, and give you that large sensor look. It doesn't exist. You either have a video camera that can get you from 30 to 500 millimeters or you have a mirrorless camera and you use something like a 24 to 728 or 72 to 200 28 and just accept the fact that you're really limited on range or you be willing to change lenses in the tree which most people aren't going to want to do or you do find an all-in-one lens like a 
28 to 300, but a lens like that is going to have the lowest f-stop it's going to go to uh, when zoomed out is going to be f5.6. And what a lot of people don't realize is when you find an all-in-one lens like that with a, 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 a minimum f-stop that's pretty high, you're actually... <laughs> your depth of field and your low light performance at that point ends up not being much different than a video camera to begin with. What makes right. what makes these large sensor cameras so good besides their sensor is the fact that you can combine that with fast glass. If you you have to have a fast lens with the large sensor to achieve that low light shallow depth of field look. But otherwise, if you have, because think about it, if you have like a full frame camera with a, a lens that the lowest f-stop it can go to is 5.6 or 6.3, you're closing that f-stop down really small. But if you have a video camera that has a small sensor but has a built-in lens, and that built-in lens goes all the way up to f1.6, then you're making up for the smaller sensor by having this lens that can open up with a lower f-stop. So at the end of the day, my point is, and for those of you who may have gotten lost there, is that there's not much of a difference between an all-in-one zoom lens for mirrorless or a video camera with the all-in-one lens built in. The biggest difference, honestly, is that the all-in-one zoom lenses for mirrorless cameras are not very good optically. And so you're, you're not really gaining anything at that point. You're not. Right. So if you go with a mirrorless, you either go with an all-in-one lens, which is no different than a video camera to begin with, low light or depth right. of field wise, or you change lenses, or you give up focal length. There is no such thing as a free lunch. You have to. There's a compromise, and you have to pick which compromise you're willing to do with. And if you are looking for an all-in-one lens that is good in low light, well. Lenses like that cost like $35,000 and weigh like 12 and a half pounds. So there is no such thing as a cam mirrorless camera that can act as a video camera. It does not exist. Yeah, you're going to have to sacrifice somewhere. And you're, you're going to, you know, you're going to sacrifice going both ways. But the, yeah, it just, it just doesn't exist. You know, I, I'm kind of going through that now. Like I've been filming this past season all, all mirrorless and my images are awesome. Like I love the way it looks. But the lens that I've had to use, it just doesn't have the range. You're using a 24 to 105, cameras. right? Yeah, yeah. The, it doesn't have the range. You know, the range on the video camera is almost three times as much. And that would have come in handy. Probably more than three times. times as much, honestly. Right. And it just, like, I, you know, I chose that. Like, that's what I wanted. Um, and the pictures look great. But when there's something, you know, really far out that you want to zoom in on or something close you want to really punch in on, a video camera is gonna is gonna crush me on that, especially when you're you know filming in like whether it's like big timber or big fields or something. You, you're gonna want to reach out a little bit further than a 105. I've I could tell you that because I've used it this year. Um, but like you said before, like if if you're okay with that, if you're okay with that range and not being able to reach out, then you know maybe maybe that's okay for you. But you really have to determine what you want to do. Um, you do, but see, but then this is, and this is where the argument is going to come in. People will say, "Well, just film in 4K and crop in and post." But think <laughs> about that. So you're going to have a lens that can only go out to 105 millimeters, and how you plan on getting that extra reach is shooting in 4K and cropping in post. Well, that takes away a lot of your low light ability because when you crop in on a on an eight on a 4K image, the more you crop in, the more of that grain you're going to start to see. Mm -hmm. So you're you're getting rid of the depth of field, you're getting rid of your low light performance. So why not have the video camera to begin with? 
You see what I mean? Right. Like you have the video camera that already is going to, you can zoom in and still be in 4K. Because at the end of the day, the image quality is probably going to be roughly the same, except for the video camera is a lot easier to use. It is. And it has, you know, the one, like the video camera that I'm comparing to like my mirrorless, you know, it has the, the two XLR inputs, which is what you should be using. The built-in ND, so you don't have to worry about that. And then when, you know, obviously just, this is just Sony, so other cameras have this. Um, but the flip-out screen is, is a big deal. Like when you're doing like, especially vlogging stuff, you know, you're pointing the camera at yourself. I mean, I just look at, I look in my filter right now and try to see my reflection in my filter to see like if I'm in screen, because what else are you going to do? I can't see the screen. Most of the time it's okay. But then I also can't like, I can't see like my histogram when I'm doing that. I can't see if like my exposure is right. Can't tell you how many times like I try to do different angles. So I'll have my camera at the ground facing up and my sky is completely blown out because when I was looking at it facing straight, I, I put the exposure right. I put it down faced up and my sky is completely blown out. If you had a, if you had a screen that could flip around, you'd be able to see that. So that's, that's kind of more of a Sony thing. Um, but Sony is, they make great cameras so you know i love sony i'm gonna stick stick there for now um so if i want that flip out screen i pretty much don't have a choice but to go to a video camera so some some really good really good um advantages to to using a video camera if, especially if you're doing like vlogging stuff yeah because what i see is i'll see guys they'll go they'll post pictures they'll be out in a stand self-filming they'll have like an a7 III in a cage and they'll have like an external monitor pointed at them so they can see themselves. And they'll have like the K2M audio adapter plugged on top just so they could have audio. And then they have to screw and unscrew ND filters just to be able to have ND and take them off whenever low light, it gets to be low light. And with all that, they're using this all-in-one lens that, as I said a minute ago, is not much different than using a video camera at the end of the day because it's low light isn't very good. And so they have this monstrosity of a, of a rig up in, in the tree with them trying to film themselves when they could have just got a small video camera like the NX80 by Sony to begin with. Yep. That's going to give them roughly the same image quality and have built-in NDs, built-in audio, and a flip-out screen and a much smaller, lighter body and a lot cheaper at the end of the day when you consider it all is. the accessories you have to buy to be able to do what that sure. camera can do. And don't give I've me... done that. And you've done that. I have. Yeah. The exact setup with the monitor, the K2M, which is like the audio adapter for the mirrorless cameras. And, you know, you have the shotgun mic, you have the wireless, and it's like... It's this huge rig. It's like the camera rig. lens, and then it's like it comes up over the top, and it's huge. And it's like, like what am I doing? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like what am I doing? Um, just just doesn't make any sense. And it goes back to our original point. It's just like I have this idea in my head that like I have to use a mirrorless. I have to get shoot cinematic shots. Like I have to do it this way. This is what everybody else does, and it's I'm using the wrong tool. Like I'm just using the wrong tool. And you don't even want to take it out. Right? No, I don't. Because I gotta put, I gotta build this thing. I gotta build this like Lego set every time I go to film. Yeah, exactly, man. And that that's and ultimately, like that is what has led us to this conversation. Is there's too much of that? There's too many people doing that. When at the end of the day, they're just wanting to film their hunts, and they are convinced 
they're convinced that mirrorless or DSLR style cameras is what they have to do in order to get good looking projects. And so they build these Franken rigs, they drag them to the woods, they end up hating it and they put them up for sale and they get out of filming or they just are frustrated the whole entire time. And guys, you don't have to do that. At the end of the day, these little video cameras produce good quality. And there are some pretty good web shows. Tell me, tell me the web show we talk about all the time. Hunting Public. Hunting Public. And and what is their show based around? It's just the con there it's all content. And their stuff is like good. Like it's not bad by any means. But they pretty much shoot exclusively. I'm sure they have some like mirrorless stuff now, but almost exclusively on like Sony camcorders. And dude, their stuff is awesome. Like their content is what drives what's going on. They get hundreds uh, of thousands of views on their videos. They do. They do. Because the stuff that they're filming is awesome. They film everything that they do and they capture amazing stuff. And that's what people want to that's what people want to see. I was just watching a show the other day. Um, I can't remember the name, but if I did remember it, I wouldn't say it anyway. <laughs> but they have I was watching it. They have like 100,000 subscribers <clears throat> on YouTube. Like just a straight you know, YouTube like vlogging whatever hunting show and like i was watching like their the the actual like video and how that looked and dude is not good like not good but their content i didn't watch a ton like their content has to be amazing because you don't get a hundred thousand subscribers with not that good a video and not that good a content you know what i mean so their content must be awesome. Uh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure if I said the name, people would know it just because they're... I can't remember it anyway. Um, but, yeah, they're, it's just the content. Like, if that, you know... If that's... If you want to, like, you know, kind of build a following and get people to watch your stuff, like, put out really good content. And to get really good content, use the right equipment. Use equipment that's going to make it really easy for you to film to capture that content. Don't make it difficult on yourself because... It needs to be quote unquote cinematic or you need to do what everybody else is doing. Like if that's the right tools for the job, great, but don't just do it just to do it, you know? Yeah. I think that, and that's such a good point because the thing at the end of the day, like, do you think anybody watches, um, that show, that web show, the one we were just chatting about, do you think anybody watches that and says, uh, you know what? Their stuff doesn't look cinematic. It's not very good. No. No, beside no. me, no. <laughs> no. But even still, but even still, like I, I see that because I do like some filming myself, but I still watched it. You right. Know? Like I still watched it because the content was good. I was captured by the story. I was captured by, you know, what was going on, not, oh, that that white balance is off or, oh, they were out of focus. Like, no, that wasn't, you know, I maybe had those thoughts just because I like to film and I like to break things down like that, but it didn't like stop me from, you know, consuming the content. Yeah, people watch people watch hunting the public because the content is good. They watch it because they feel like they can relate. They watch it because they think, man, I could do that. You know, they love it. They re- it's relatable. It's good stuff. Um, they could be any length that they want that, that they want their web shows to be, and it's just good content. And people flock yeah. to their YouTube page because they want to just watch their their hunts. And at the end of the day, before this whole like cinematic i hate that word but this quote cinematic movement happened in the outdoor industry people watched outdoor shows because they wanted to watch people go hunting 
And like that's that's True. that's what that's what got people to watch outdoor channels. Is what I grew up watching. I couldn't wait. To, I didn't grow up with cable, but I couldn't wait to go to my friend's house to watch hunting shows. Yeah. It was just so cool to me, and I loved it. I love watching black bear hunting in Canada. You know, mm-hmm. at the time, I never thought I would get to do something like that, and that's why that's why I watched it. And at the end of the day, the amount of people that watch your content because they think it's cinematic is minuscule compared to the people who want to just watch something cool. And it's true. It's true. it is true. And the thing is, is like, if you just want to go out and shoot content and put stories together, don't kill yourself doing it. Get whatever's going to help you capture the content. Maybe you're like me and you have to have bigger tools like an FS7 because of the type of work I do. But unless you're doing things commercially like I am, if you're just wanting to go out and capture some sweet content, film your hunts, film your buddies hunting, maybe you maybe you do like working with a mirrorless camera, but don't feel like you have to have one because at the end of the day, if you get these two bucks fighting on camera because you had your camera out, it's a whole lot better than mm-hmm. missing the entire thing because you didn't pull your camera out of the bag because it was too too much to deal with. It's true. It's true. So question for you then. So we're talking about like the content is the most important, right? Uh, it's it's not not necessarily like has to be this like cinematic kind of epic type type video, but you know the people that are you know doing well and having success they are focusing on on some things like there is still things that you can focus on like the guys at the hunting public like they are focusing on things in video because their video is still good like it's still good so like let's say that maybe somebody either they're like you know what the video camera is going to be the easiest thing maybe a mirrorless or or like a bigger like fs7 fs5 would give me a better image quality but this is what i'm going to use what are things that they can do to make their content better to make their videos better um without just going and spending a bunch of money on a camera yeah that's a really good question well first off the story is the most important thing like if you if you don't have a good story people aren't going to watch your stuff we ran uh, a poll I did, uh, I think it was like yesterday, maybe the day before yesterday, on filming with Josh, like asking people, what do you think the, f- the first sign of being of an amateur video is? And one of the top rated um, poll options was a lack of a good story. And it's very true, because at the end of the day, a story is keen, and a story is what's going to get people to, to watch your stuff. So having a good story is like the number one thing you should focus on, and having the footage to support that story. Number two is having really good audio. That was mm-hmm. the the other thing that people voted on. And for good, that was my pick. It was your pick, was and for pick. very good yeah. reason, because you can have a really great story, and you can have really great-looking images, but if people can't hear what's going on or it sounds like crap, it ruins the whole thing. So if you're going to... If you just want to capture great content, but you also still want to produce good videos, even though you're going to use a video camera, you can t- focus on some of the other things, like sound design. So make sure that you mm-hmm. spend the time learning how to properly set up and place a wireless lav, how to what l- levels you need to have it set at, how to balance your audio and post. Um, make sure to have an on-camera shotgun mic for NAT sound. Um, just learn as much as you can about the different aspects of audio and sound design. You don't have to be a sound engineer to create good sound, but just Spend some time learning how to capture good quality audio and make sure you have that in all your videos. 
Also, lighting. Lighting honestly makes a way bigger difference than the camera you're using or the lens you're using. Shooting good lighting if you can. If you can't shoot in good lighting, use ND filters and just do your best to work around it. Don't be afraid to use artificial light when you're indoors. It's game changing. You really need to do it. And you can use artificial light outdoors too. You know, that's a, a lot of people seem to think you don't need to use lights outside, but that's not true. Learning lighting will help you be able to still use camera equipment that's easy to use, but at the end of the day, still get really great looking pictures. And then just learning other aspects of film, like when to use different motion devices like drones and sliders and gimbals. You don't have to have those things, but if you want to spend some money on a few of them, learning when to use them, how to, to use them will also help you up your game without having to, again, buy the wrong camera. So those are all different things that you can do that can help your video content look really great, but without having to necessarily use like a mirrorless camera, DSLR, or FS7, or anything like that. Yep. Yeah, so I'm going to, one follow-up question, I probably know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So let's say someone out there is looking to get into doing this, right? Maybe they just want to capture some content, and they have a budget. So do you think it would be better for them to basically take their whole budget and get the best camera that they can get, that can produce the best image? You know, maybe it's like a mirrorless camera with a really nice lens, or maybe get something a little bit less and invest some money into maybe some lights so they can do some interviews maybe and then invest some more of it into like good audio so like a good wireless system good shotgun mic and then pair it with maybe a little bit less camera but they have a couple other things that can really you know fill out their video as opposed to just getting a high-end camera and then not having any lights having really cheap audio to to pair with it no i i definitely think that you know the answer for that <laughs> and it's it's definitely is not wasting your money on the best camera you can get your hands on there's a lot of really great cameras out there that are extremely affordable um, you could buy really affordable video cameras with all-in-one zoom lenses for thousand twelve hundred dollars you could even uh, if you really do want a mirrorless camera you could get something like the Canon EOS RP, which is a really nice camera with a really nice image, and they retail, I think, at like right around $1,000. You could get something like that and get a cheap lens or two for it just to get started and spend the rest of your money on the things that matter more than the camera, which is audio first, then lighting, a good tripod, not a $100 Manfrotto, but a tripod that actually has a nice, stable platform um, and, and focus on those things first. I always say that the most important things that you could possibly buy in video is a good tripod, audio, good audio equipment, some lights, and if you're gonna get an interchangeable lens camera, lenses. And those are the most important things that you could possibly own. And so put your money there and not in buying the best camera you can get and waste all your yeah. money on that. Yeah, for sure. Just so like an example would be if you like bought that really nice camera and you went to shoot an interview inside and you had like a, a really cheap shotgun microphone on it and you had no lights versus having a, a less camera and you had really good lighting, you had really good audio, like a boom mic and you set it up right, you had your lighting perfect. That, that lesser camera is going to give you a way better product, infinitely better product than just shooting with a higher end camera 
in really not good lighting and no good audio. And no, yeah, 100 100%, man. Like honestly, like I I have uh, I'll have freelancers that want I'll be I'll post something like I'm looking for a freelancer to come help me with the shoot and I'll have guys they'll message in, they'll say they want to help me in or they're you know they want the job or whatever and I'll ask them, you know, what kind of equipment they have. And someone messages back to me and they say they have like an A7S Gen 1 or something like that, like an older camera. Um, but they also have like a really nice tripod and they got some lights and some mics. I'm going to hire that person over someone who's like, hey, I've got an FS5 or an FS7, um, but they don't have anything but like an on-camera shotgun mic and no lights or maybe an on-camera light or something. Because that person right. to me... Sh- has shown me that they don't value the right things in video. Right. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. man. So we we've kind of talked about like being honest with yourself, and I think I think like when you're being honest with yourself, you have to ask yourself a, f- a few different questions, um, and you have to be real with what you want to do. So for me, um, I came to a point. When I was in video, I told you in 2013, I was self-filming and I was starting to get into video a little bit uh, professionally, but I was still self-filming a lot. But I came to a point where I had to ask myself, what do I want to do? Do I want to film my hunts, film my friends' hunts, maybe make a little money on the side when I can? Or do I want to make a career out of this and film all kinds of things from hunting to corporate videos to web videos for local businesses to events to whatever and I decided ultimately that was the route I wanted to go and so once I established that and I knew that was the route I wanted to go then I knew the equipment I needed to get was these interchangeable lens cameras and really nice fast lenses and things like that you're a little different you wanted the Heartland Bowhunter look you wanted to be like a filmmaker like that's what you wanted to be but you got the equipment for it and did not enjoy the experience and you were finally honest with yourself and you decided you know what at the end of the day I really just want to vlog my my hunts I just want to go out and have fun I want to film what I'm doing and put together some some videos and put them online when I get time and as you kind of went down that path you started to realize that maybe having a video camera um, to go along with one of your mirrorless cameras was better than all mirrorless, right? Yeah, for sure. And and I still do, like I still do some projects every year. Like we do a, a youth hunt. Corey and I do a youth hunt every year. And so that'll be, I'll basically, I'm just focused on filming that. So that is an opportunity for me to do like more of the filming. So I, I'd like to have like a mirrorless for that to, to film like some interviews and some more, um, you know, dynamic, get some more dynamic shots with some, some fast lenses. So I do have some of that still. Um, I also love, um, wildlife photography. I don't get to do it a ton, but I, I do get to do it some. And so I want to have a camera that allows me to do that. Now, if I, and that's just my situation personally. So mine's kind of more of a hybrid. Now, if I had to choose, cause you know, some people have to choose like you have to choose which one you want to invest in if i if i was in that position because i also can't just go out and buy like an fs5 for when i do films because i just not going to use that like i'm not in that position and some people are some people can literally just buy whatever they want and have it and that's fine um but if i had to choose like i would probably just be using a video camera because that's what i do most of my time with uh, you know out in the woods filming my hunts and i can 
you can still get really good stuff. Like I can still put together a film with a video camera. Like the video cameras that are out there today, they give you really good shots. And, um, you know, I, I used to film with it and I, I love the look of it. Is it at quite as good as the mirrorless? No, that doesn't mean it's bad. Uh, I still feel like I could put something together really good with that. Um, but I just had to kind of figure out like where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. And mine is kind of a hybrid. So I want to still have some equipment, but I'm not going to invest everything into film, filmic type stuff, and then focus most of my time on like vlogging. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, no. And that's, and that ultimately is what people have to ask themselves. They have to be honest with themselves and say, what, what is my end goal? What do I want to do? Do I want to put out videos like, um, it's always, it's the hunting public or hunting the public, the hunting, public. the hunting public. I always get it backwards. The hunt, do I want to be like the hunting public and, and post, uh, content as often as I can on hunts I go on and document all these public land hunts and do that with me and my buddies or whatever. Uh, or am I wanting to make a full-time career out as a filmmaker and do a wide variety of projects? Maybe I just want to be, I do want a full-time career, but I just want to film hunts professionally and that's it. Like you have to ask yourself, like, what is it I want to do? What's my end goal? And be honest, don't, don't go out with the, uh, the idea that you have to be or want to be like Donnie Vincent or Heartland Bowhunter or Rockhouse Motion. Um, when at the end of the day, all you really want to do is just film yourself and post some vlogs out there. You have to be honest with yourself. I'm going to stop you there really quick. So I think that was a good point that you said. So you said you don't want to go out there as Donnie Vincent, but you really want to just vlog. So I think that's part of it, but I think there's another part to it. I think it's what you're willing to do too. Yes, that's very true. So like, I want to be Heartland Bowhunter and I want to be like Donnie Vincent, but I'm not willing to go out and do that. Like I, it it just takes Mm -hmm. too much work. It takes too much time. So even though I want to do that, it's also what you're willing to do. And I'm, I think that was the part that stumbled me is like, I want to be this. Like I know, I know I not, not on their level, but I know on some level, like I have the skills and the abilities and the equipment to put together films but i'm just not willing to do that day in and day out like in the grind of hunting season like do that type of filming for myself and so that's where the difference was for me it was more what am i willing to do than what like i really want to do if that makes yeah and that that makes perfect sense and that's what you have to ask yourself it's knowing how far you're willing to go because there are plenty of people out there that do self-film on mirrorless cameras and do a really good job. If I was to self-film myself today, I would use my, probably my mirrorless cameras, and I'm confident as heck I could put together something great. I really, I know I could. I know for a fact I could. Am I going to do it? No. I don't film my hunts anymore. I quit filming my hunts because I have, I do this professionally. I don't have a desire to spend extra time editing and filming content when I already am doing that for a living day in and day out. So could I go out and self-film with a mirrorless camera? Yes. I have all the equipment in the world to do it. Am I going to do it? Absolutely not. Is the last thing I want to do is go out. Not yet. Not now, yet. You keep trying to talk me into I'm it. Work, I'm working <clears throat> on it. <laughs> but you just have to ask yourself, like, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Yep. How far are you willing to go? And just yep. be honest, because if you're not, you're going to be unhappy. Yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. we got a little bit of an exercise here we for go. us here. Yeah. So I think it would be 
beneficial uh, and also interesting just to hear kind of your take, kind of hear my take on things. If I kind of presented you a scenario of what, you know, just like I'll make up a person, I'll tell you kind of what they're looking to do. And then you tell me, you know, if you were in their position, like what does their kind of equipment, what would it Mm -hmm. look like? Like, what do you think it would look like? Because I think, if we, and then we kind of just if we can just bounce back and sure. forth because I think we can take a very like unbiased approach to this because mm-hmm. we're not like that person. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm looking at myself, it's much harder for me to say like you know because you can look at me and you're like, dude, like just go buy a video camera. It's no, so I've been obvious telling you that, that for months do. now, and you're like, but it's harder teeth. for me <laughs> to hard. do that. You know, mm-hmm. it is hard. It's hard for me to be like ah, because then I'm thinking about like certain hunts and I want like two mirrorless cameras for the certain hunt, and I'm like, but it's just. It's not reality for me. So um, I'll kind of give you a scenario, bounce back and forth. So the first one is um, basically you is of someone who's into doing it kind of full time. They're going to make it their profession. They're going to do like a lot of commercial stuff. You know, we'll focus on the outdoor industry for now. Maybe dabble in some like commercial corporate type stuff. Um, they might get into filming some hunts, but if they film some hunts, it's probably going to be either like very high end or it's going to be like creating like a film of, um, you know, a film for somebody like a full fledged film. So like, if you're that person, like what, what would like equipment like that, like look, look like for you? Yeah. So what I do essentially, and if you're someone like me, what you would be doing is you're, you're wanting to create short films or you do create short films. If you get hired to create hunting stuff, it's either for, um, more primetime television type things or really, uh, big short films, a lot of out of country stuff, really big, long form projects that you're going to be spending months on. Um, you'll also be doing commercial work, marketing videos for outfitters, and then also a lot of non-outdoor stuff. I do a wide variety of stuff. And if you're someone like that, someone like me, you really are better off with interchangeable lens cameras because you need you need the flexibility of being able to have full control over your image. And so for someone like me, I, I personally run an FS7 Mark II and two mirrorless cameras as my B-cams. Um, if I'm going on some crazy hunt like I did in Pakistan, I'll take just my mirrorless cameras because they're lighter, um, easier to fly with, easier to carry. Um, but if I'm doing um, if I'm doing pretty much anything else, whitetail hunts, anything like that, I'm going to be using the FS7. I'm going to be using my mirrorless cameras, and I'm going to be putting a lot of time and effort into my product projects. It's going to take a lot of freaking time and a lot of effort to a lot of sleepless nights <laughs> and a lot of editing to to work with gear like that to get the kind of result that I want to get. Um, right. So those are, that's the kind of equipment you're going to want to have. I, I can't see myself ever going back to a video camera, not because they're bad, but because they just don't fit the type of work I'm in. And right. when someone calls me, they're not calling me to show up with an NX80. They're calling me to show up with an FS7 or better. Sure. So so let's flip Makes it to sense. you. If yep. you are someone who um, it's you and a buddy and the two mm-hmm. of you guys want to just film your hunts, you want your image quality to look good. You really want good looking images. Um, yep. But you, at the end of the day, you you know in your heart what you really want to do is just film your hunts for fun to show friends or family and post some clips yep. online. What would you run? So I'd probably get like a 
like just a video camera. That would be my main camera. Um, something like, I mean, I, I shoot Sony, so I can speak to that. So there's like a, an NX80 is a good one, like the Z90. You know, maybe a, a little bit down a level would be like the AX700, AX100. But I'd probably be shooting for like the NX80 level because um, I'd, I'd be able to run like a shotgun mic and a wireless mic on whoever's hunting that day. I'd probably initially pair that with something like a GoPro, like an action camera. Um, so I could use to kind of get like a just second angle type stuff. And then if I wanted to kind of advance a little bit further, then I would pair that video camera probably if I was going Sony with some sort of a mirrorless to get B-roll. Um, you know, it could maybe start, you know, maybe even on the, on the, the lower end of like the A6 series, something in there. Um, but then, you know, maybe move up into like the A7, you know, so, so some sort of, I think a really good combo for like two guys that are doing it together would be some sort of video camera, uh, some sort of action cam, like a GoPro. And then if they could add, if they had, you know, the ability to add something on, get like a, some sort of mirrorless or DSLR that would just be for like B-roll and just even just getting that with like a 50, like a 50, like a, a low aperture 50 where you could just shoot a lot of like nice b-roll i think that'd be a really good combo yeah i think so too that'd be a really and i yeah. I, li I love the whole gopro thing i think uh i believe yeah. big believer of if you're filming your hunts um use something like a gopro because it really does help for you sure. out for sure so next scenario back to mm -hmm. you someone that is not going to be filming their own hunts, but they want to get into like that industry. They want to start filming for shows, filming for other people. And that's, they're going to try to make that their profession basically. So they want to just film shows for other people. Um, and then, you know, probably edit the shows and, you know, soup to nuts. What kind of gear would, you know, would you recommend for someone like that? Yeah. For someone who wants to film professionally, but specifically in the outdoor industry only, um, you could go one of two ways. One of the ways you could go is you could get something like an FS5 um, and couple that with a with a mirrorless camera as a B cam. Um, but on, in all honesty, if it were me and I were only filming hunting shows, um, I actually would probably run the Panasonic DVX200 you used to own. Um, yep. Because at the end of the day, yes, it's a six and a half pound camera, but that's like that's literally less than half of what my FS7 weighs <laughs> with <laughs> tricked insane. out. Yeah, so to me, that's light. So the DVX uh, 200 uh, is a fantastic all-in-one zoom uh, camera with a really great micro four-thirds sensor, dual card slots, image stabilization, built-in ND filters, audio, all that stuff. Um, yep. That's a great camera. Shoots 4K 60. I would run that as my main cam because it's better than pretty much any other video camera you can buy because it's got a larger sensor in it, that micro four third sensor. Uh, but yet it's still easier to run than like an FS7 or FS5. And if at the end of the day, your sole profession is just filming hunts, then that's the camera I would own. And I would pair it with a GH5 and a GH5S. I'd have both of those in my backpack. The GH5 for photos and B-roll and the GH5S for more low light uh, type of stuff because it's a great low light camera. Those are the three cameras I'd own. They'd all match really well. They all have the same sensor size. They'd all have similar color. And I'd, pair, I'd also have like a GoPro as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's good, man. Yeah. I think that at the end of the day, you're still keeping things kind of easy, but you're not making uh, you're not making huge sacrifices in image quality either. Right. So right. what about, uh, I'll p- throw one more, and this was back at yep. you. What would you yep. say to the guy who is kind of on the fence? He He's wanting to vlog... He's wanting to film his hunts, do some, throw some cool content out there. But at the same time, he still kind of wants to make some short films, maybe do a, some web videos or some weddings, stuff mm-hmm. like that. What would you say to that guy? What What would you have if you were him? Man, that's a tough one. That could also go one of two ways. Because that's that's kind of where I'm where I'm at right now. Um, I think if I was going to still want to film my hunts but then also do other stuff like maybe like you said do some weddings or some other stuff i'd probably i'd probably go mirrorless for that honestly i agree um because because i used a mirrorless this season i use exclusively that's what i self-film with all season and i really did enjoy a, a lot of the aspects of it and you can certainly do it um if i was more focused on the hunting side i think i'd go video camera but if i was really kind of split I think I'd just go mirrorless, um, you know, maybe even probably two. I'd probably try to get two mirrorless cameras, honestly. Yep. Um, get it, get it, you know, maybe like three lenses that you could use, like a big zoom, something wide, and then like a nice prime lens. And because that, that's pretty much what I, what I have. I feel like I can cover a pretty good range. Um, and you could do, you could do a lot of damage with those three. And then, and then I feel like with any of these, like just, throw in a gopro i feel like there's a lot of uses for that uh, especially if you like you're self-filming and stuff so that, that that's probably the hardest one um but i would say if you were going to try to do like any type of like paid work outside of it or other type of work i'd probably go mirrorless as my as my main camera yeah i i totally agree i think that would be the route to go i think that's where a lot of people are is in that kind of a lot of people that follow uh, my page hybrid. are in that hybrid yeah. spot. Yeah. Um, so, like at the end of the day, like our podcast, our podcast is not to to tell people that you have to have one specific camera or another. We are trying to say essentially that you have to ask yourself, what is it I want to do? What do I want to do? How far am I willing to go? And and once you're honest with yourself okay, I I think it'd be cool to be Donnie Vincent, but I at the end of the day, I really am only going so far as I want to be a vlogger. Just be honest right. with yourself. Ask yourself who you are, what it is you're willing to do, and then once you're honest with yourself, you can at that point start evaluating the proper tool for the job. And that way you're not a vlogger running around with an FS5 <laughs> or you're not someone trying to film content professionally outside of the outdoor industry and in the outdoor industry with a small chip video camera. You have to ask yourself, you know, what is it I want to do? How far am I willing to go? And what's the right equipment for what I want to do? Not the equipment everyone says I should have, not the cool equipment, but the right equipment. Yeah, it's a big deal. And it's, it's kind of come full circle for me. Uh, I know you and I have been talking about it a lot recently. Uh, I know it's it's done that for you as well. Not not quite as much recently. I feel like you've been in a you've you know been kind of locked into what you want to do, um, but you still kind of went through it too. And I think a lot of people are going through it. And the, I guess one of the biggest things for us is 
you know, filming is, is so much fun. It's so much fun to do. And we don't want to see people who stop filming simply because they're just using the wrong tool. And if they had the right tool, maybe they wouldn't stop. You know, if they if they had something that was easy to use and, and made it enjoyable to film and not something that everybody told them that they need to use because it's cool and it can do this and that, they just had the right tool. There might be more people filming. There might be more people putting out cool content. And that would, that's what it's all about. Like, I, I just love seeing people, like, create stuff. I love, and I don't want to see someone who is really creative and an artist. Like, anybody who films is an artist in a way. I don't want to see people who are artists like not creating simply because they have the wrong tool. Uh, and I think that's the biggest reason that we wanted to have this conversation today. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And I think that because uh, it's something that you and I both have seen a lot. We've been through even. We've seen our friends go through it um, where they're just not using the right tool for the job. They're not happy with what the, the results are getting or maybe the process and uh, they just get frustrated. And, and I, I see, and I honestly, Dave, I think part of that is the fault of people like me who um, do this professionally full time, who people, you know, we, we might be encouraging people to get the wrong tool for the job sometimes. Um, there are companies out there, big companies out there filming on reds, shooting. <laughs> 8K raw, man, to prime lenses for a spot and stock hunt. And they crack jokes about how at the end of the day, their, their, uh, you know, their video is going to be played in HD on TV. In fact, most TV channels are outdoor airing in 720p. So you got these people out there filming 8K raw on a prime lens to be played on a 720p TV show. And it just like, it baffles me and it makes zero sense at all whatsoever. And I think it kind of just sends the wrong message to people who just want to get in and film their hunts. And and I, I hope that this podcast in some way, somehow clears some of that up for people. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I know that at some point we're planning to also do like a live. So yep. I'll let you touch on that because we want, we do want some interaction. We want people to kind of ask us questions and, and not that we know everything, you know, Josh knows a lot more than me. He's, he does this for a but living. But I don't know everything. He's, he, you don't, and but you've been through a lot. Like we've experienced a lot and like the combination of us mm-hmm. two and then Corey, like we've, we've gone through like iterations of different cameras and different experiences. And I've done more vlogging stuff. You've done more film stuff and the combination of all the different cameras we've used. It's, we have a lot of experience and I, and I feel like we can, give a pretty pretty good opinion on on what what people should be using and be honest about it and not just say and not just say um you know hey you should be using this because this is a really good camera you know that just doesn't make any sense so does excited for that but yeah tell tell them about a little bit about the live quick because i think that's going to be something that i'm pretty excited about dude i i will but i have this cat just like <laughs> ran behind you and then jumped up and i thought i, I jumped out of the so house i was doing uh i was doing um <laughs> I'll touch on this at the end, but our, our weekly Facebook Live, and uh, literally right in the middle, it jumped right in front of the screen and just covered the whole screen. I love it. And it was just like, what? Like, what are we doing? Oh, here? there it what is. There it so, is again. What's your cat's name? Yeah, it's a story for another day. But so my wife got it, and she thought it was a girl, so she named it Sophie, or Sophia, one of those. And it turned out to be a boy when we took it to the vet. 
So the vet's like, you can't call it Sophie. You need to give it a boy's name. So the vet <laughs> called it Steve. So I call him Steve. So there you Steve. go. Long-winded so answer. His, his name is Steve. Tell me that didn't come from the Rivers Divide. It did. No, no, no. <laughs> I, she named it before. Like, I, I barely knew her when she named it. That's so, so funny. There, it's not my cat. Oh, well, there, is, there is Steve the cat. There he is, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we want to have a uh, this Facebook Live thing. I think that's a great idea. What, what kind of what Dave and I were talking about is um, we're going to go live hopefully here in the next couple weeks. We're going to bring our friend Corey on if he's available. Um, and we just want to chat about this this topic and keep this conversation going. And we're hoping that people who've listened to this podcast today will chime in and give us their thoughts and their opinions. We're not the authority. You know, maybe, maybe you feel like for vlogging and filming your hunts, mirrorless is the way to go. And we, if that's the case, like let's talk about it. And that's what we want to do. We want to have a live session here in a couple weeks where we can dissect this podcast and talk about getting the right tools for the job and what that kind of looks like. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. make one one final point too. That don't don't put yourself in a box either. You know, if you if you like the if you like to vlog but you also like have like a filmic type style like you can do both you can like a per- a perfect example is i'm sure a lot of people know is uh peter mckinnon like very popular and he does a lot of sequences within his vlogs that are like b-roll and he'll even like bring like the black bars if you watch he'll bring like the black bars into the screen and he'll do like a B-roll, like very like well thought out, well shot sequence right in the middle of his vlog. And then he'll go back to just like looking at his camera and talking and saying funny stuff. Um, so don't put yourself in a box. If you want to kind of do both, you can do whatever you want. Um, but the key is whatever you're trying to do is to still have the right tool for the job, regardless of what you're going to do. So I know we kind of talked about like there's one end of the spectrum, which is like vlogging. The other end is like film, but there's like a lot of things in between that. And there's all types of ways that you can do it. You can create your own style. Um, but the the point is just to have the right tools for the job. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. And for someone like Peter, that, that tool might be a DSLR a mirrorless camera um, because he doesn't have to film anything far away. And for someone like a hunter, that right tool might be a video camera. But don't, right. like you said, don't put yourself in a box. You can really be right. whatever you want to be. You can just get can. the right tool for whatever it is you want to do. Don't don't use a hammer to to drill in a, <laughs> a screw. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it, man, dude. So before we wrap up, I want you to tell everybody about the new um, Facebook Live Sunday yes. sessions that you and Corey are doing. Yeah, I'd love to. So something that Corey and I have talked about for a long time with Rooted Outdoors is just building community. Um, we hear a lot of people talk about you know they they kind of have two two groups of friends they have their hunting buddies and then they have like their their church friends or whatever it might be um and so we just want to build a community of 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 whoever wants to join us and just and we have such an opportunity in today's day and age with technology to do that right online like you can literally interact with people and talk with people right online and so we started something, and we're calling it uh, the Rooted in Faith Weekly Devotional. We're going to do it every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. 
And we're just going to basically talk about different topics related to our faith and tackle questions. So like an example, um, uh, this coming week, I think the title is something like, is church just a building? So we're going to be talking about what, basically what is church? Um, and just some, we're going to every week then tackle like a new question and kind of just go, go through it that way. But we, you know, if anybody out there is, is looking to join a community um, and to build some relationships, we'd love for you to join us. It's just on our Facebook page at Rooted Outdoors, and it's like I said, every Sunday at 9 p.m. We're really excited to to get this launch. We've done two so far, and I don't know when this will launch. So we might have done three at that point, but hopefully we have many more to come because we really enjoy it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I think that's uh, that's a really great. A really great thing you guys are doing, especially for people like me who um, who maybe don't even have a church community at the moment. Maybe you're struggling to find a church community, um, which is easy to do if you live near Austin. Um, <laughs> it is so hard. Podcast for another day. <laughs> Podcast. Dude, that could, I could go yeah. on for like 12 hours about that. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's awesome. And I, I hope that people that listen to this podcast will jump in on and uh, check that out. And uh, where can people find you, Dave? Yeah, I mean, the best places are social media. So Facebook and Instagram are two main ones. And then, um, you know, we have our YouTube page, and they're all just at Rooted Outdoors. And I don't think there's any other ones we use. We, 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 have, we do have a podcast we do from time to time, but I think we're transitioning more into the Facebook Live devotional for now. Um, so really, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Awesome, man. One final question for you. Hit me. What are you going to be running this fall? <laughs> it's a good question. Good question. Camera-wise, you mean? Mm-hmm. So I will probably... the the I'll probably be going to a video camera. Um, I really like the Sony. I think it's the Z90. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have the X100, like I said, and this is very similar to that. Just a couple, couple steps up with a couple of things. A little better audio inputs, a couple other things, um, but pretty much that camera. So probably that, and then I, I'll still I'll keep my uh, A7R3 because um, I do really I do love taking pictures, and that's a great camera for photography. And then if I ever want to film some more stuff, or if I ever want to take my mirrorless in, I can do that. And then a GoPro, I have a GoPro. So those are the three. That's what I'll be using this year. I'm not sure when. I'm, not, I'm debating whether I do it before turkey season, which is in May, because um, turkey is a, like a lot of run and gun, like just bopping around on the ground. Like it, it would be really nice for that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'll do it before that or not. So it'll either be in May or before before deer season, maybe in the summer to get used to it a little bit. So that's probably my plan it's come come full circle it's crazy but it has i still think you should run my roots i still think you should run a red helium but that's just me (laughs) it's it's between that and the the sony so (laughs) we're still up in the air we'll see yeah just just a little financial difference and a little little bit a little bit of a difference in size slightly slightly different but you know we'll see Guys, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. We understand that this might hit home for some people, and and, and maybe some people totally disagree. And if that's if that's the case, then chime into our live session here in the next couple of weeks, and let's dialogue. 
back and forth about it. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Filming with Josh podcast. If you want to learn more tips, tricks, and how to make flicks, join the Filming with Josh Facebook group. And don't forget to look for more content on uh, rusticriver.media under the Filming with Josh tab. Thanks, guys. See you later. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. Catch every episode by hitting subscribe today. Mm-hmm.